the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. From the Gospel. Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Today is the fifth Sunday in Lent, also known as Passion Sunday, which kicks off the final two-week sub-season of Lent known as Passion Tide. Next week, on Palm Sunday, we will enter Holy Week, which is the final week in Passion Tide. We are now shifting our focus directly on the events surrounding the suffering and death of Christ. In the first few weeks of Lent, there is a focus on repentance, spiritual warfare, the battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. And while these are true and Lenten themes, we now hone in and slow down while we focus on the suffering and the passion of Christ. We must re-experience the passion each year because it is our Exodus story. For in Christ we are delivered from the bondage of sin and led to new life and to freedom in Christ. The word passion is Latin, comes from the Latin root for the word to suffer. To suffer. While we all know that Christ died for us, we sometimes move too fast over the unpleasant details that lead up to his death. Passion Tide allows us to slow down and enter into this sacred season. Suffering is not something we like to meditate upon, whether it be Christ's suffering or our own. Our inclination is to jump, both in church and in life, to more happy themes of resurrection and new life. But now we must go through the messy details of Christ's humiliation, his rejection, and his death. Though Easter is ahead of us, the passion must come first. The Gospel today from John chapter 8 picks up in the middle of what at first glance appears to be a name-calling and schoolyard bickering between Jesus and the religious leaders of his day. Unfortunately, the prayer book picks up kind of in the middle, but earlier in John chapter 8, Jesus just finished calling the Pharisees children of the devil, which didn't sit well with them. You can see why they were moving closer to wanting to kill him. And in turn, they call him a Samaritan and a demon-possessed man. We might think, well, what's the big deal about calling someone a Samaritan? Well, that was like the equivalent of a racial slur, calling someone a heretic, all combined in one word. And then they're just so mad, they just say, you are a demon-possessed man. And they do this actually throughout the Gospel. If you remember, when Jesus heals, for example, when he heals the man at the pool of Bethesda, the Pharisees don't deny that Jesus has the power to heal. They just say, he's healing from the power of the devils. They say, from Beelzebub. This name-calling accelerates the mission of Jesus' opponents who want to kill him. Jesus is leading the discussion and pointing it towards his true name, towards his true identity, and towards who he really is. The eternal word of God who existed from the beginning. 
The name-calling climaxes when Jesus calls himself God by saying, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. I am is like saying, I am Yahweh. I am God. He is telling the Jews, I am the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This claim to be God is what causes them to pick up stones and to kill him because the penalty for blasphemy was death, and they wanted to take matters into their own hands right then and there, surely uh, accentuated by all the name-calling previously in the chapter. We see in Exodus chapter 3 where God says to Moses, I am who I am. And this is where he commissions Moses. He says, go tell the people of Israel that I am has sent you. The belief that Jesus is God, or the great I am, is at the core of Christianity and is at the center of John's gospel, which begins with the familiar words of Jesus as the eternal word of God. Quote, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. The reality that Jesus is God will be celebrated more fully on Easter Sunday as we celebrate Jesus conquering sin and death, vindicated by God as the eternal Son, who we come to call King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But this morning, as we meditate on the name of Jesus, on who he is as God, we may ask ourselves, who are we? What is our name? What is our identity? We call ourselves by the name Christian, and in doing so, we are telling the world that Jesus Christ is our God. If Jesus Christ is our God, what does he look like? Who is this God that we worship? In the next two weeks leading up to Easter, we see more clearly and more slowly what God looks like in the person of Christ. In Passion Tide, it is revealed that our God is one who suffers greatly, who loves deeply, and who gives his life for his friends and indeed for the life of the world. As we're moving closer towards Easter, we might stop and ask ourselves if we are displaying this self-emptying, self-giving love. Are we even worthy of the name Christian? Passion Tide is a call for us to remember the identity of Jesus and to remember our identity in following him all the way to the cross. As Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.